Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. of talk now on talk radio 1210 wpht rich zioli so john kirby uh the uh national security guy he was up there again going on about how terrible iran is but we don't think iran's behind this but we don't know if they're behind this but iran's definitely behind hamas and hezbollah and iran is definitely bad but we don't know if they're bad this time around we just don't know we can't say uh, there's just absolutely no direction coming from this administration. And we are sending more aid to Ukraine. He announced another aid package today to Ukraine. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. It is Red October, baby. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We will check in with our buddies down at the ballpark. Hopefully you are on your way down there. It's where I'd rather be today, that's for sure. It's a gorgeous day for a game. It's a gorgeous day to be in South Philadelphia. And uh, we won't have to talk about... All this depressing stuff at the ballpark. But, but look, I'm not going to make the whole show depressing. I can't. And at 5 o'clock, we're going to turn the game on. And every time the Phillies score, we're going to ring the bell. All right? That's what my, my solemn vow to you will ring the bell. But let's just understand what's happening over there. The, um, the situation is it's grotesque. And there's all these rumors out there that the, the, the stories of babies and their heads getting cut off by Hamas is some sort of a fugazi. Now, obviously, I'm not there. I have no idea what's going on. I can only go from reports. But there's all this internet chatter that it's all a fugazi. Well, today on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, they actually talked to somebody who's on the ground there that confirmed that that's absolutely what, what's happening and that's absolutely what the vicious terrorists Hamas are engaged in. There's no question about that. At the same time this is happening, of course, <clears throat> uh, we are still... Not going to change any focus regarding our own energy policy when it comes to oil. In fact, John Kirby was asked that question today. Hey, look, given the fact that, that Iran is, is selling oil to people like China, for example, and getting really rich off of this, is the president going to change his energy policies? He's like, nah, nah, everything's going to be the, the same. Today, Jackie Heinrich posted a very long thread on Twitter. So remember yesterday I shared with you the Wall Street Journal had a story in which they outlined Iran's support for this attack and how Iran helped Hamas. Jackie Heinrich today gave a very long thread on X, the site formerly known as Twitter, 
where she went through how at a briefing last night, the United States government spent all this time explaining how the Wall Street Journal article was not true and Iran has done none of these things. So the question that I have then is who's lying? Wall Street Journal reporters or the government? Now, on the one hand, if you want to be conspiratorial, you could say, well, the globalists at the Wall Street Journal are clearly trying to get us into World War Three here because it sells newspapers. Right. You also want to be conspiratorialists. You could say, well, actually, what this administration is doing is they are being run by Barack Obama. He's really the president. And Obama has always wanted to help Iran has always wanted to help Iran get a nuclear weapon and is still calling the shots here, which is why the United States of America is taking every step to say it's not Iran. I don't know who's right here, but I do know that something stinks about all this. There's some there's something that's not right about this whole situation, because on the one hand, the government comes out and says Iran is absolutely Hamas's sugar daddy. No question about it. Hamas doesn't exist without Iran. Then they come out and say, but there's no proof Iran was behind this attack. Wall Street Journal lays out in very strong detail how this attack was weeks in planning using Lebanon, or the Iranian guard, and they're all involved in this, and this is how it happened. And that a big motivation of this, of course, was to drive a stake between Israel and Saudi Arabia. Because the Muslims in Saudi Arabia hate the Muslims in Iran. And so the fanatics there hate the fanatics over there. And the fanatics in that whole region obviously have been killing each other for thousands of years. Okay, so Israel and Saudi Arabia are starting to make nice and they're starting to get along and there's all this progress. And then this is what makes Iran, the Islamic Republic of Iran, upset because they think that Saudi Arabia is the uh, they're, they're the fake Muslims and that the House of Saud has to be has to be destroyed. And so does Israel. So they attack, hoping that this will drive a stake here between this, drive a wedge, which it has, because now the crown prince has come out and said he supports Palestine. So maybe the the Israel-Saudi Arabia peace is off the table. So if that was the motivation here by Iran, perhaps they succeeded. Of course, we're not saying that Iran had any motivation. We're not saying Iran was involved, other than to just say that Iran funds Hamas. And that there's no doubt that Hamas gets all their money from Iran. That doesn't mean that they this time around that Iran was guilty. Okay, so yesterday, Wall Street Journal lays out in great detail how this happened, covering the last three weeks. Very, very extensively reported. And their sources say that, you know what, this was now we can see how it all happened. And here it is. Jackie Heinrich tweets out last night at about 1141 p.m. the following thread. In an all-senators-classified-Israeli briefing, top officials from state, DOD, and ODNI, that's the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, told members the following. The Deputy Director for Mission Integration at ODNI says there is no direct link between Iran and the October 7th attacks. In fact, Morgan Mayer claims to have reports that directly contradict the information that was being reported in the Wall Street Journal article. Currently, the United States is reviewing intelligence they have gathered to see how this attack was missed. On the $6 billion in Qatar, zero requests have been made by the Iranian government to access these funds. 
The U.S. can review the request for as long as deemed necessary, essentially putting these funds in limbo indefinitely. On the Hamas motive, remember negotiations between the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Israel to potentially recognize Israel as a nation. In the wake of these attacks, it appears all the progress has been lost as the crown prince of Saudi Arabia has made comments in support of Palestine. Hamas, likely fearing what support by arguably the most powerful slash prominent power in the region would do for Israel, sabotage this round of negotiation. Hamas wins in this scenario as long as Israel doesn't win. What Israel has to do at this point, according to this briefing. Again, Jackie Heinrich from Fox News tweeting this out last night. Establish control around the Gaza Strip. Close any gaps in coverage. Dismantle Hamas infrastructure existing in Gaza. Estimating 1,500 to 2,000 targets have already been hit. Recover 150 plus hostages taken by Hamas. Try to mitigate a second front from occurring. Now, I'm also going to tell you about something that, that Hamas is saying is going to happen on Friday. Friday the 13th. I'll get to that in a moment. Biden's goals. Demonstrate U.S. support to Israel. Contain the conflict by preventing others from fueling the fire. Support hostages and Americans in the region. Okay, that's Jackie Heinrich's report. So immediately this morning, I kept thinking to myself, all right, well, somebody's not telling the truth here. So so what's the story? Are the globalists at the Wall Street Journal just trying to provoke World War Three? Or is the Biden administration, which is actually being run by Barack Obama, let's face it, it's, it's the, this is the Obama administration, still wants to see Iran welcomed into the community of nations and ultimately become a nuclear player and ultimately have the support of the world. And so they're going to do everything they possibly can to distance Iran from these terrorist attacks by Hamas. And I think it's that. I don't think the Wall Street Journal is trying to provoke World War Three. I think the Wall Street Journal is just reporting on the facts. I think Iran was absolutely behind this. That doesn't mean I want World War Three. Remember, you have to be very careful in these days to uh, couch your language in, in things, because otherwise you, you start to sound like Lindsey Graham and you just want to start bombing Iran. I'm not suggesting the answer right now is for us to start attacking Iran. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is that the notion that the Wall Street Journal reports this because their their motivation is to get us into World War Three. I think is ridiculous. I think what's actually Occam's razor here, the simplest explanation, is that the same guy who was behind giving Obama billions of dollars in the past is the same guy who's behind giving giving excuse me the same guy who's behind giving Iran billions of dollars in the past is the same guy who's behind giving Iran billions of dollars now, and that's Barack Obama. I, th- I think Obama is still is still absolutely running things here. Let's not forget something. November 6, 2016, the Obama administration acknowledged a one point seven billion dollar transfer to Iran was all cash. I remember this. I was on the air that day in afternoon drive. And I remember making lots of jokes about how you had to get together one point seven billion dollars in cash and how that's not easy because you go to various ATMs and there's a limit and you have your daily limit and then how you put the, the pallets of cash. This is different from the millions of dollars of, of cash that was put on pallets that was delivered to Iran. That was a whole other time the Obama administration gave money to Iran. This time back in 2016, the Obama administration 
gave $1.7 billion to Iran entirely in cash using non-U.S. currency. And what they said was that the cash payments were necessary because of the effectiveness of U.S. and international sanctions, which isolated Iran from the international finance system. The $1.7 billion was a settlement of a decades-old arbitration claim between the U.S. and Iran. I imagine Judge Wapner was probably involved in that, or maybe Judge Judy, or maybe Judge Jeanine, before she was added to the cast of the five. An initial $400 million cash delivery was sent January 17th, the same day that Tehran agreed to release four American prisoners. The Obama administration had claimed the events were separate, but recently acknowledged the cash was used as leverage until the Americans were allowed to leave Iran. The remaining $1.3 billion represented estimated interest on the Iranian cash the U.S. had held since the 1970s. So we actually paid them interest on the money that we were holding. The world's largest, according to, the, to this administration, so this is not me saying this, this is them. According to this administration and the Obama administration at the time, the world's largest state sponsor of terror got interest payments from us. We paid them on the interest. We made good on the interest that, that we accumulated for them while we held their money for being the world's largest state sponsor of terror. And we gave them the interest payments. And I tell you what, that's one hell of a return to $1.3 billion in interest. That's a damn good. I'm just saying that's a really good. That's a good money market checking account. I don't know. Super saver account. Every time you use rounds up, I guess, you know, you use a purchase it rounds up. $1.3 billion in interest on the Iranian cash that the U.S. had held. So Barack Obama's administration was dedicated to Iran getting a nuclear weapon. That was what the Iran nuclear deal was all about. Remember the timing of this. This is in early of 2016 that all this happened. What happened that year? It was a presidential election. Donald Trump wins that election, and Donald Trump cancels the Iranian nuclear deal. And then Iran's very angry. He kills General Soleimani and people are worried that he's going to start World War Three. He says, I'm not. But this guy had it coming and he and so we whacked him. We had the opportunity to take him out. We took him out. Had Hillary Clinton won that election. We would have already been in war with Iran. I'm convinced of that fact. But Joe Biden winds up winning, quote unquote, winning in 2020. Now he's president and he's not president, really. I mean, he's there, but obviously there are people pulling the strings. So the Obama people are all back, and now they're trying to achieve what they had before, which is to bring Iran back into the world of nations. Iran does not belong there because Iran does not want to play nice with other people, including its neighbors like Saudi Arabia. It wants to destroy Israel and destroy the Saudis. It does. It wants to destroy them. Not like, you know, maybe punch them in the face. They want to see them wiped off the earth. Iran believes Saudi Arabia, the House of Saud, is a, uh, they are, the best way to put it would be, you know, they're, 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 they're uh, demagogues and they're false prophets and they have distorted the true meaning of Muslim and Islam. And so they have to be destroyed. And, and, and this partnership with the Jews cannot stand. So I think Iran was motivated to stop this as this was all playing out. And then Iran makes sure that Hamas has what it needs. Iran doesn't need the money. See, that's the thing. Everybody's acting like Iran is this poor country. Like this is back in the 1980s when you used to have those. Sally Struthers commercials with the poor kids in Africa, you know, with all the big bellies and you had to give them money. Iran is a very, very prosperous nation because of all the oil it sells to people like Putin and China. In fact, Iran is so profitable. Don't forget, they've been supplying weapons to Russia. 
So as the United States of America has been getting more emboldened in Ukraine, Iran and Russia have been coming even closer friends. Iran, China and Russia have been forming an axis together. And Iran has been making sure that Russia has what it needs vis-a-vis oil, vis-a-vis weapons, vis-a-vis money. Because it has plenty of it. It doesn't need six billion. It's not like they're sitting around broke and they're going to Hamas and saying, listen, don't cash that check. It's going to bounce till we get the six billion from the Americans. But what's obvious, though, is that you get a guy like Kirby, who's an admiral. He knows that Iran's bad. He knows that Iran's behind this. But the administration's talking point right now is, oh, no, 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 no. Iran wasn't involved in this. Now, who's driving that? It's not it's not the crazies, the Rashida Tlaibs and all those other people, those vile ghouls who are literally defending Hamas here. That's a different thing in terms of getting Iran a seat at the table in the international community and making sure that they can continue with their nuclear enrichment program. That's all Barack Obama. See, you know, I know that whenever I bring up the name Michelle Obama, people get upset, like Susie will get upset that I bring it up and this idea that she could jump in the race at the very, very end and just become president. If that happens, it's only because he's still going to be president and she'll just be the the figurehead who comes in to swoop in at the end and save the day and 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 win the election for the Democrats. And but I think Obama has been calling the shots this entire time. I mean, the guy, the guy knows everything that Biden did. The, he, he knows Biden's corruption. He knows Biden's corruption in, in Ukraine. White House says we can't confirm that Iran helped Hamas plan the attacks. But at the same time, we know that Iran gives Hamas everything that it needs. And Hamas cannot exist without Iran. Hamas is not a state. Hamas is a terror group. So somebody's behind him, and Iran is their bin Laden in terms of the money. Now he's Iran's the money here, so it's not that hard to see what's happening. In my opinion, what I think is very, very obvious is that the Obama Biden administration right now wants to protect Iran standing in the world. Whatever evidence comes out, like the Wall Street Journal reported, they're going to say, "Bah, it's not true. Iran had nothing to do with it." For the purposes of giving Iran a seat at the table, because that's ultimately what Barack Obama wants. Obama hates Israel, and he wants to make sure that Iran is recognized as an equal country in the world's eyes. For whatever reason, I still can't figure that out. I'm sure you have your theories. I have mine. I guess I shouldn't say I can't figure it out. I can't really, you know, prove it, but I have my theories on that. So then let's remember something else. The good news is that I don't think World War III is going to happen for the moment because I don't think the United States of America, given the fact that Obama's pulling the strings, wants to go to war with Iran because they want Iran to be uh, have a seat at the table, you know, to, to be at the at the League of Nations, which is a joke because Iran does not want to get along with people. Iran does not. Iran is not looking to be friends with people. Iran is Iran is wants to burn it all down. They want to destroy Israel. They want to destroy Saudi Arabia. They want to wipe these countries off the map. They want to wipe any other country in the Middle East off the map, by the way, that cooperates with the infidels. Any other country in their mind that does not live through the eyes of how they interpret Islam needs to be wiped out. These are crazy religious fanatics you're dealing with here. These are not rational people. At the same time, though, the people at the top of the food chain, they all love their their palaces and their camels and their luxury cars. And so they don't want to, they don't want to get killed in a bomb attack. So they're, 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 they play this little game, you know, they, they fund Hamas 
They, they fund Russia. They fund our enemies. They sell their oil to China. They do all these things. They make a lot of money. And we're, we're supposed to act stupid here in this whole thing. So that's what I think is going on. So good news, I don't think World War III starts anytime soon. But the bad news is it's very obvious to me that the United States of America is going to protect Iran's standing in the world and ensure that the world community looks upon Iran as a thoughtful nation. That can be a good neighbor to everybody, which is an absolute lie. It cannot. It cannot. And they were so close to this idea of Saudi Arabia recognizing Israel in the Middle East, which would have been a transformational moment had that happened. So the motivation of why this happened, because I, you know, get inundated with all kinds of different theories all day, as you can imagine, and I entertain all of them. Uh, is is it's not actually to start World War Three. This this was not Hamas looking to start war. This wasn't a false flag to start a war. This wasn't the military industrial complex looking to start a war. This was Hamas looking to stop the peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Israel. And it looks like they've succeeded in that. And at the very same time that that happens, we've now set back those relations, and the United States of America is actively now protecting Iran's street cred they're protecting their reputation i've never seen anything like this and there's no way that joe biden's smart enough to pull this off he has no idea what freaking day it is he's up there today talking about junk fees and don't get me wrong junk fees are a pain they're a real big pain but most of them come from taxes and fees that the government has imposed on us especially in the wake of 9-11 most junk fees are really government taxes those are really what and he's not talking about any of those none none of those are going to go away Whatever little 911 fee you got to pay when you book an airline ticket or whatever, you know, your, your, your 911 thing. Look, look at your phone bill. Look at your cell phone bill. All those little taxes and fees. To me, those are all junk fees and nuisance fees. They're not going away. No, no, he's not talking about that. He's talking about things like resort fees that a hotel charges you. He has no freaking clue what's going on. He's not calling the shots here. Obama is. And Obama wants Iran to have a seat at the table. He always has. It's why I pushed them to have a nuclear program. It's why I gave them billions of dollars then. It's why I pushed them to get billions of dollars now. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We got a lot to chat about today. It's going to be a busy, busy day. And yes, I will give you all the updates and ask for your thoughts as well. And it's Red October. So I'm going to make sure we get excited about the game. The House of Representatives, by the way, is in recess and did not meet at 3 p.m., to vote on a new speaker. The latest on that is that Steve Scalise apparently got the Republican nod today, but he doesn't have the 217 he needs to become speaker among the Republicans. So he's close, but he's not there yet, meaning that this won't be decided on ballot one. Jim Jordan, in my opinion, still has a shot here. I like Steve Scalise. Don't get me wrong, but I really hope Jim Jordan ends up being the speaker. We got a lot to chat about. Don't go away. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Okay, so the Islamic Republic of Iran, what is the United States of America looking to do here? 
first of all, the United States of America has helped Iran make a lot, a lot of cash. That's number one. And we've given them a lot of cash, too. Now, maybe you can say it was their cash to give, but you know what? Listen, the reality is you, you can't in one breath say they're the biggest state sponsor of terrorism and then give them money and then expect the American taxpayers one day to have to use their money to fight the, them with the money that you just gave them that was theirs. That makes no that makes no sense. I, I mean, it just makes no sense. So, you know, there's 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 another way to approach things, right, which is to say, well, if we don't want war with Iran, let's not give them billions of dollars. But part and parcel of that, Iran has made billions of dollars selling oil. So the Islamic Republic of, of Iran is doing just fine. They're, they're doing just fine on their own. And a lot of that is because of Biden's policies. Failure to enforce oil sanctions has helped Tehran finance Hamas. Now, <clears throat> obviously, this administration is calling BS on the Wall Street Journal's reporting that Iran signed off on the Hamas assault on Israel. I think that that is done deliberately. But remember, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken insisted over the weekend that this was this was not used. The, the money was not used to attack Israel, which is true. Technically, they haven't got the money yet, but they also have a lot of money. Tehran doubtless anticipated the increased cash flow when a plot of the attack. <clears throat> the U.S. has throttled back enforcement of oil sanctions which gave Tehran billions more dollars to finance Hamas, Hezbollah, and other terrorist proxies. Iran's oil production jumped to 3 million barrels a day in August, and 2.6 million back in April. Iran's oil minister said in August the country's oil production would hit 3.4 million barrels a day by the end of September, the highest since 2018 when the Trump administration administration imposed sanctions. Iran's exports have increased even more by about 1 million barrels a day this year because it also has been shipping stored fuel, namely to China. Iran has ramped up oil production at a faster rate than the United States of America. As the Biden administration turned a blind eye to its sanctions, Iran's production surge occurred mostly over the summer as the Biden administration tried to strike a new nuclear deal with Tehran and also counter rising U.S. gasoline prices. Now, what you're going to hear from the White House is that this is necessary, so Russia wouldn't benefit from rising oil prices and amid its agreement with Saudi Arabia to curtail production. But the Saudis scale back production in part because of Iran's growing exports. And Russia is benefiting anyway from higher oil prices by dodging the G7's price cap on its exports. So remember when I told you a while ago that Joe Biden is, I think, I think he's corrupt on multiple fronts. I think multiple nations have the goods on this guy. Russia being one of them because the Moscow mayor's wife paid Hunter something like $13 million or something. I mean, Russia is not suffering here. Despite all the BS that comes out of Washington, Russia's not suffering. Russia is making money. China's making money. Iran's making money. So all these countries are making money. So on the one hand, you could look at it and you could say, well, we're in Ukraine right now because Ukraine has the goods on Biden. And so Biden's going to give them whatever they want. But at the very same time, Russia has the goods on Biden. So Biden's also at the same time going to make sure that Russia can still get what they need as well, which is exactly what's happening. Which is another reason why people get very frustrated at this entire conflict, because you say, "How? why the hell are we doing things that help Russia if we're at the same time announcing today another aid package to Ukraine? How does this make any sense? How does this make any sense in the world? Tehran, Tehran, 
is using $30 billion to $40 billion it has generated from oil exports this year to buy food and medicine. It's been arming Israel's enemies and supporting Russia's war machine as they seek to destroy America's allies. Here's John Kirby today, Admiral John Kirby from the White House press briefing today. And the question that was asked of, <clears throat> in, is the amount of oil that's being brought in by Iran, is this giving you guys any pause here, changing any policies? Go ahead. Is the amount of oil that's being brought in by uh, Iran, specifically records amount, 85% to China, more oil being sold above the price cap from Russia, giving the president any pause on changing these energy policies for fossil fuels here in the U.S.? I would just let me back up a little bit. I mean, um, it's important to remember that uh, Iran gets most of its oil revenue off the black market and evading sanctions, which they do, it's costly to them. In fact, uh, uh, our evidence is that they really only receive a fraction of the market value uh, of the oil that they sell because they have to sell it uh, on the black market. Uh, We will always, uh, as we do in any case, uh, typically revisit uh, sanctions regimes to see if they need to be changed or adjusted, uh, specifically with respect to uh, Iranian oil. Um, the president, since the beginning of the administration, had been concerned about uh, making sure we have a, a viable global market for oil, um, working hard to keep the prices of gasoline down here in the United States. Part of that is making sure you remove some of the volatility in that uh, global supply and demand. Um, I don't have any announcements or decisions to, to make today with respect to any changes uh, to the domestic oil production. The answer is no. Okay, the answer is no. We're not going to do anything. We're going we're, we're gonna, to. It's all about windmills and solar panels. Don't worry about oil. And of course, as the United States of America pretends like we really don't need oil anymore, the rest of the world and crazy people in the world go, fine, then we'll sell it. If you guys aren't going to sell it, we'll sell it. We'll, we're happy to do that. And China is buying it from Iran. So, you know, everybody's talking about the $6 billion, and I get that. And I think that there's no question that money has to be refrozen or remain frozen or whatever. Stop the defrosting process, whatever, whatever the issue is. No, no question. But let's also not act like without that $6 billion, Iran can't keep the lights on. This isn't this isn't a welfare check we're giving this country. Iran is making a whole lot of cash here because of the oil that it is producing. It's producing more oil than we are. So Kirby was also asked the question, you know, does the U.S. believe that Iran needs to pay some price here for having supported Hamas all along? It's a very simple question. Take a listen. Even if there's no direct evidence linking Iran to this specific attack right now, does the U.S. believe Iran needs to pay some kind of a price or be some kind of retribution for having supported Hamas all along up to this point? I mean, the question almost, and I'm not picking on you, Ed, but it implies that uh, that we're just now waking up to the fact that they've been supporting Hamas and Hezbollah and other terrorist networks. Uh, that, that Hamas is one of the most highly sanctioned terrorist networks on the planet, largely because of what we've been doing here in the United States to, to, to target them. And Iran, my goodness, just since the beginning of this administration, we have uh, sanctioned some 400-plus entities uh, with more than 40 set, different sets of sanction regimes, 30 uh, of those 
just this past year alone. Um, we've increased our military presence in the in the Gulf region because of their attacks on maritime shipping. We have added additional sanctions because of their support to Russia and the fact that they're still providing drones and technology to uh, Mr. Putin so he can kill innocent Ukrainians. And now we've added our military capability. We've added to it from a naval perspective in the Eastern Med. So um, uh, nobody has turned a blind eye to uh, Iranian destabilizing. No, nobody's turned a blind eye to it. No, 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 nobody. But, but, but that said, we, we don't, we don't think that they did anything wrong here. So that's literally the United States is, is, is po- the position and posture right now. And honestly, I think the only reason why he got that little nugget of truth there from Kirby is just that the guy's an admiral and he knows damn well that of course Iran's behind this. Of course they are. But the administration is going to pretend that they're not because the goal here, the goal is not, listen, don't think for a second, this is some, moved by the Biden-Obama administration to just have peace. They don't give a damn about peace. That's obviously not what they care about. Clearly not. What they care about, though, is elevating Iran into the League of Adult Nations. Iran doesn't want to be. I have Iran's constitution in front of me. And the entire constitution is all about living under Islamic law. There's nothing in here, nothing, about getting along with other people who are not Islam. In fact, you got to wipe them out. That's the whole thing in their constitution. That's the, I'm paraphrasing it, obviously, because it's not written in my voice. But no, that's it. Like, it's, it's all about we, this. We exist, the Islamic Republic, for the purposes of a country under Allah's vision. And anybody else who doesn't agree with that vision, they, they have to go. They have to go. So you're, this is not a country you can sit around and act like adults with. Because they are religious fanatics running that country. And religious fanatics, you can't reason with them. You can't reason with people like this. So that's just the reality. And yet, instead of, of recognizing that reality and looking to, to isolate them, what the United States of America has been doing ever since Barack Obama got elected to president was make sure that they have money, even though they don't need our money, and make sure that they are able to have a nuclear enrichment program. Like that's surprising to me that we would think that that's a good idea to give to help to assist a country in the world and it's one thing for the united states to say look iran can do what iran wants we're not getting involved here it's a it's a uh, you know it's a sovereign nation but for the united states we're going to help iran develop a nuclear weapons program knowing that they exist under their constitution with the idea that they're going to destroy anybody who does not believe in their interpretation of islam just doesn't seem to me to be a particularly smart idea. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. All right, listen, Friday is going to be a fun day. It's going to be a great day, and hopefully we'll be celebrating the fact that the Phillies are going onward to the next level thing after this win today and tomorrow and the, <laughs> to go to the World Series, the... NLCS. 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 We're in the NLDS N- right now. Right. Division series. And then they're going to they're gonna win whoever wins the game between the other the teams. The Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. I was just, I, I was yeah. going to say that I had the, I was <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> Diamondbacks is a big word. Right. Di- right. And uh, so then the, we're going to celebrate that on Friday. Yes. yes. At the Phillies will be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> National League Championship. Season. National League Championship. I think I said that. I'm yeah. not quite sure. But dump it if I made a mistake there, <laughs> just so it sounds all good in the podcast. Anyway, it's going to be fun. And you're coming, right? Matt, yeah. the sanctimonious, the sanctitraitorous, you're coming. Yeah, I'll be there. Henry? Of course. Maserati, you're coming. 
So we're going to have a fun day Friday. I'm excited. And uh, got some friends coming. Bridget's coming. Whole gang's going to be there. So make sure you join us as well. It's Friday the 13th, this coming Friday. And look, if it is the end of the world, what a way to go out with a bang. Am I right? I mean, you know, I'd rather do it at the Grand Hotel. If the world's going to end on Friday, like they're saying now, let's then at least, at least get a couple of Cape, Cape May IPAs in us first. Am I, am I, is that wrong? Is that, you know, uh, sorry, it's my dark Italian gallows humor. I can't help it. We'll have a fun day together. And the Grand Hotel is a wonderful place, as you know. Whenever you use my name, Zioli, you will save 15% when you make your bookings direct at the Grand Hotel. No minimum stay required. 15% off, just use my name, Zioli. And I'll tell you, it's a great place to go to take the kids. They have that, that beautiful, huge indoor heated pool. Got a game room for the kids. There's a fitness center, restaurant right on site, Hemingway's Restaurant. And October is a beautiful time of year to get down there. The weather's great, the beaches. All the restaurants, the shops, everything is still buzzing. Believe me, this is not a town that shuts down ever. And this time of year, Cape May, Halloween's a great time to be down there. Christmas is unbelievable in Cape May. They really go all out for that. So all you got to do is just reach out to the Grand Hotel Cape May.com, Grand Hotel Cape May.com, or call them at 800 257 8550. 800 257 8550. Reach out to them today and make your stay. And we'll see you Friday, Friday the 13th, live show, the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, promo code Zioli. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Are we live right now? Stars. I believe we're live. I'm a traveler. Are we? Can somebody answer? Anybody. Hey, Rich, are you there? Can you hear me? What's up, guys? Thank you, too. Hey, man, we are live at Citizens Bank Way uh, ahead of this awesome NL. What is it, Rich? NL. It's the DS matchup. <laughs> Dan Borowski, Anthony Dorenzo. What's up, guys? Red October. Happy Red October. Happy Red October, man. It is a freaking awesome camaraderie again here down at Citizens Bank Way. We have food trucks. We have uh, a stage with a live band playing. Uh, uh, what, what is that thing called? A carnival wheel. What, what is it called? A Ferris, Ferris wheel. wheel. Ferris wheel. Yeah. <laughs> carnival wheel. <laughs> yeah, Everything anyway. out here, man. Uh, but Anthony has a quick rundown of what to expect tonight. Anthony, who okay. are you watching? Uh, who's pitching? Who's on the mound? Yeah, I, I'm looking at Aaron Nola. I like at least over on the strikeouts there. He's at, sitting at three and a half. I like over on the strikeouts. Everyone's kind of asking, is this his last game? Is this his last run? I think Aaron Nola is going to impress and show us every reason why he should be back here on a big deal next year. When it comes to the Braves elder is pitching who's uh, a rookie here and the player who has hit best against him Brandon Marsh hitting at 667 2 and 3 against him uh, and then we have Schwarber 0 and 4 so there's a couple guys even Harper 0 and 4 so they haven't had theirs on this rookie pitcher yet but I expect that to change tonight with the loud Phillies crowd. Right, Rich you're looking you. beautiful on the uh, we're youtube.com slash at 12 WPHC we're live here at the ballpark and Rich Zioli I just added to the stream and you're looking beautiful in that red October shirt on there. I, I like funny. to see that. It really brings out my rosacea, which I like. You know, it gives it like, <laughs> my red nose it really, really pops, you know. That, of course, because we're drinking here in the studio. Uh, I agree with you about Nola and Schwarber. I mean, he's my man. I love the guy. He's got a, he's got, we need a Schwarber bomb tonight. We need one. 
It would, it would set the, the park aflame, Rich. Uh, Schwarber's leading off tonight. So if he can get a leadoff home run, man, and set the stage for what's to come. There there was a John Boy, a guy from YouTube, who said that at the Twins game, you know how we have the pitch clock now. They were doing a pitch clock countdown, the entire crowd trying to get in the head. Tonight on the mound for the Braves, we have a rookie. So I am saying, if you're listening and you're on your way to the game, start that countdown. When you got that pitch clock, let's get the fans in the head of the Phillies, man, because the ballpark is going to be popping. And like you said, man, if Schwarber can get even a hit to lead off, it's going to be no turning back for these fans. I love it. So right now, these guys are down live at Citizens Bank Park. We are streaming on YouTube right now. So jump on our YouTube page. We'll talk to them again in a couple minutes. But uh, I'm watching the scene here, Dorenzo and Dan. I'm watching the scene, and, I mean, it's a it's massive, Ray. The game's not for another hour. Uh, how many people do you think are down there right now? Oh, at least. At least. we got at least 1,000 people right here. They have a DJ. They have a band. They're kind of hopping on and off. We have a merch tent truck. There's Red October stuff. You get your hats, your shirts, crab fries, funnel cakes, And the craziest donuts. thing is doors have been open now for an hour, uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, so people have been filing into the stadium, and still we have this giant crowd out here because it, it's a block party, man. It's a carnival environment out here. I said that carnival wheel, the Ferris wheel. But it's if even if you're not coming to the game, Rich, and you're listening, to us tomorrow if we have another game which we hope we don't but if we do come down come see us it's, it's a lot of fun it's a great taste of what makes philadelphia great in the sports scene here well, wait a second even i know that if they win tonight there's another game right yeah yeah come on yeah, that's come amateur on. hour right dan Borowski? oh my gosh rich dioli rich dioli of wip this is uh, uh, what do you great think time the for me to announce that yes i'm going to move back to mornings but this time on wip <laughs> so i'm very excited for it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm no math guy, but like you got to win this. best of five. That would be three games. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, let's hope. Let's hope we win these next two. Because Saturday, I, I don't want to bring it down to Saturday. Nah, we're gonna we're gonna win. I think I feel you guys are right. Yeah. It's the energy of CBP that people love. The, the Phillies fans were fired up. I was watching last night or the other night in Atlanta. So low energy, those people. Am I right? They really are. They really are. And it's it's shocking because we're in the playoffs here, and you see the Phillies fans, and you don't expect anything less than just your ears to bleed after the match. And, and then you <laughs> look at the Braves, and behind home plate, they had open seats, Rich. What the hell is going on? Hey, I, I got a question for you, man. Your son is now of the age to comprehend what's going on here with the Phillies. Are you, are you able to, you know, enjoy this with him? And, and 100%. Are, are you watching the games at home? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome, Yeah, I mean, Patrick loves this. He loves Red October. We're watching the game tonight. Obviously, I'll be off the air. Hopefully, it'll still be on a little bit. But uh, he's he's loving it. Same with the Eagles, too. I mean, 5-0, and we're, we're doing great with that. I'll tell you guys this, too. Uh, that call the other night, that, that catcher interference call yep. in Atlanta. Did you know that Stacey Abrams is still protesting that? <laughs> and she says it makes her governor of Georgia. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what she said after that game. I love it. So, Absolutely we'll ridiculous. Uh, no, we got we got energy. You guys have energy. I'm glad you're down there. It's a lot of fun. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll check in again. Uh, and when I, when we get back, I want to ask you if you know anything about who's doing the first pitch tonight. And also, mm-hmm. if you can name for me some other people that might be playing in this sporting contest. We can. Well, happy to. Happy to, Rich. <laughs> Hello. All Hello. right. We'll be right, right we back. We got some fans live. here, Rich. We got to What's that? We got some big fans here. We got to yeah, run. Just stop yeah, by. Sorry, 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 sorry right, about that. Say, hi to, say <laughs> hi to everybody for me. All right, that's I Lorenzo will, will. and Dan live from Citizens Bank Park.
The Other Side with Dan and Dorenzo will return. We'll come right back, give you all the latest news of the day, and uh, we'll check in again from our buddies down at the ballpark, so don't go away. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Exciting night, Red October. Love it. The Other Side with Dan and Dorenzo. And me, Rich Zioli, here in studio. Those guys are down at Citizens Bank Parkway. Guys, I'm so happy you're down there. You both look terrific, by the way. You look happy, you look healthy, refreshed, beautiful. I mean, what a, what a great day for a game, right? Yeah, it's beautiful out here, man. It's nice and uh, it was 60 degrees this morning when I was leaving, but it, it seems definitely warmer now. Short sleeves are appropriate. It's going to be a beautiful day, and I love I love the earlier time. What are your thoughts on this 5 o'clock time compared to the 8 o'clock time? It, it gives you a chance to get to bed a little bit earlier, but you're not doing the morning show anymore, anymore so what's the matter? It does, yeah, no, I'd like it to be later so I can see it after my show ends at 7. I will tell you, though, <laughs> we will be dinging the bell throughout the show today every time the Phillies score. I love it. So do we have a ding? Can you give me the ding, Henry? Just so people... That you see her that? Oh, come, no. Whoa, no, whoa, we need whoa. like a Liberty on, Bell, like That's a real just, ding. We need a bell every time the Phillies no, score. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> This is the bell that you can get for us, Henry. That's that's all you got for us, Henry. He's calling you, you out in your that. bell, Henry. You want to give better than that? This is producer on producer crime right here. <laughs> uh, he you know could what? do better than that. I, now I rethink it. I think you're oh. right. We need we need like a cracking of the Liberty Bell or something like that. Like I, no, I'm all for that. I just did this last year because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Become a thing. Well, it is but, funny, but but uh, now, you, you now were talking just, about the first. He sounds like Hector Salamanca when he does it, though. If you notice that, so. <laughs> he's, proud he's proud of it. He's proud of it. You were talking about the first pitch uh, before we went to break, Rich, and uh, I got to tell you, man, it's Josh Shapiro tonight. Uh, oh, the oh, rabid Democrats be throwing out the first boo. pitch. Oh, what are your thoughts, man? Like, why are we making things political? Come on, oh come on. God. Now, be, if, the interesting question is, will Josh Shapiro get booed tonight at Citizens Bank Park? No. You don't think no. so? People, people fall for his stuff. Everyone, he, he ran to 95 and acted like it was because of him, and now he's run into the Phillies game, and he's ready to tell everyone why he's so excited. I'm sure he'll probably make some comment about the uh, crisis, which is good. I, I'm all in support of him for that, but I don't know. I'd, I'd have more respect for the guy if he did this, and he also, you know, tomorrow went down to uh, K&A and, and did something about the crisis in the city there. Like, if he's going to take all these victories, I want him to take on hard issues, too and stop, uh, you know, trying to check off the boxes for becoming president. Dan, what do you think? Uh, boo or cheer him on tonight? Oh, I'd be booing the guy. I'd be yeah, booing, booing the guy. But the question becomes, with, with his comments that were made about Israel and his yeah. background, is that seen as anti-Semitic or you can get looks if you're booing him now? It's, Interesting. But, but if we're talking straight up politics, man, the guy has been uh, completely, like, he sold us lies during the campaign. Not me. I mean, I, I would never vote for the guy, but he sold his voters lies. Everything he seems to be running on, he's going against. Uh, I mean, he was very strong on the death penalty for a while. And, and then his 10-year-old son comes by and tells him that it's morally wrong so the guy decides you know what I'm going to go against the death penalty it's I I feel that Democrats are sullying on the guy and Republicans are definitely sullying on him so I I think there'll be a spattering of booze but I don't know know if he can take over the stadium. How about this? Here's my recommendation throughout the first pitch tonight. Maureen Faulkner I'll tell you why. Because when I was in the dunk (laughs) tank down at Atlantic City two years ago and that swampy disgusting green putrid liquid Maureen Faulkner threw the first <laughs> ball, and she got it, nailed it. Boom, I went right in. Right in. So I'm just saying, she can get it over the plate, I have no doubt. 
throwing a slider at the uh, <laughs> dunk tag for Richie. <laughs> That's great. Well, guys, have fun. You're doing a great job. I know we'll, we'll hey, chat you wanna, again you want tomorrow. a quick lineup rundown? Oh, I yeah, can do yeah, a quick ahead. lineup rundown me. if you want. Let me hear it. Yeah, leading off, you got Schwarber. Second, shortstop, Turner. Third, you got Harper playing first. Uh, fourth, you have Bohm today. Uh, Turner and Bohm switching. Hey, there's there. Walter. Stott, I just Fitz. saw Walter walk by. Hey, Walter. <laughs> yeah, Walter, Walter. Walter, our promo guy. Let me uh, – I can't turn. He walked away. Uh, fifth, you got Stott. Sixth, you got Real Muto. Seventh, you got Castellanos. Eighth, Marsh. And turning everything out. Ninth, Rojas. No Pache today. And you have on the mound – who is it on the mound? Nola versus – what's the kid's name? Elder? Nola versus Elder. Bryce Elder. Elder. Some rookie. So yeah. uh, I think we got a good shot tonight, Rich. But uh, join us live tomorrow, Citizens Bank Way, uh, as we now head in for the uh, Braves versus Phillies game as we take the series. All right. And tune into the other side. Great podcast with Dan and Dorenzo. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Thank go you, fans. sir. All right. Go, Phil. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. And on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 